This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. We got in the break room. We're waiting for Dale, and he can't stop talking about when he gets here, blah, blah, blah. So Dale walks in, and he's in street clothes, obviously, because he was not at the race. And the kid had no idea who he was outside of a fire suit. So he runs up. He's like, hey, I'm Sam. What's your name? Dale said, well, I'm Dale. And the kid just, his eyes are popping out of his head. Welcome to Kelly Earnhardt Miller's Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Salon care products that you can experience with your senses. Get high performance you can see, touch, and sense. Welcome to this week's Fast Lane Family. Today, we've got just a little bit different show for you. I wanted to take some time and talk about something that's really close to mine and Dell Jr.'s heart, which is Dell's foundation, the Dell Jr. Foundation. There have been a lot of great people that work on the foundation and work with me here. So we're going we're gonna to talk to one special person that's in studio with me today. We, we had another lined up, but, but schedules uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't work out quite. Right, as the day <laughs> went on, schedules just got kind of crazy. And in order for me to be here, the other person couldn't be here. So we didn't get to line that one up. But also stick around for our Well Professional Tip of the Week. We are going to learn how to get that just left the salon look every day of the week. Carson and I were just talking about that the other day. She's got her hair done and she said, when I get up tomorrow, I'm not going to be able to make it look like this. So this is I don't even know how it's Very possible. timely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about today's show. Um, it's important to give back and we've got some great stories for you about our foundation. But I'm going to just talk a little bit about the foundation and its beginning. The Dell Jr. Foundation, it kind of started out of uh, the need to organize our request that Dell was getting. And so in 2007, we kind of made it a lot more organized by getting our 501c3 and uh, officially, you know, being tax exempt and then and then creating a mission statement, which I think is really the focal point of the foundation. And we, you know, our mission statement is to help underprivileged youth get the opportunities that they should be able to get. And the mission statement is obviously a lot longer than that. But um, but basically, we focus on youth and we focus on providing them opportunities that they might not otherwise have so that they can get a good foot forward. And that kind of came about because Dale, I don't, you know, if, if people are familiar with Dale um, and his love for the history of racing and the underdog kind of thing, he was a Jimmy Means fan all through. We talked um, about that last week. Yeah. On, uh, we had Brad Means on the okay. download. Okay, okay. Yeah. So he, you know, Jimmy Means, the underdog, when my dad was racing, and so the whole underdog thing, Dale Jr., he wasn't very good at sports. And, you know, of course, he's the son of Dale Earnhardt, but but he didn't play sports. He was this chicken. We always just called him this little chicken leg kid. <laughs> he just had these white little legs. and He was always shorter than everybody else. And, um, you know, so he was sort of the underdog, too, you know, just yeah. through school and growing up. So that's kind of that uh, story on how that, that relates with the foundation and, and, and giving people an opportunity. So the foundation since 2007, gosh, we've given away, um, I think, over $3 million, um, or we've raised over $3 million in kind and monetary gifts that we've been able to to raise and, and function with the foundation and then turn around and give a lot of that money away. So that's been really cool. We do that through a few different programs. Each year we have a car giveaway, a raffle giveaway. Uh, the Corvette. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year we were so excited to, we launched that at the beginning of April and we sold out. We're sold out and it's May 21st and we sold out, I don't know, about 10 days ago or so. So that was phenomenal. Last year we sold out at the end of June or July. So every year, and we don't give the car away to October 1st. I know, it's, uh, it's yeah. quite a while. So I'm not sure if we are waiting to give the car away on October 1st first or if we can break the rules and give it away before then since we sold out so quickly. Yeah. I know that the accountants have to come in and look at the votes and tally up all the stuff and they have to do their accounting part of it to um, make sure that everything's legit when they pull the winner. So um, so that's exciting. Uh, you know, that's a $25 raffle. We raise over almost $225,000 uh, with that. 
the story <laughs> um, last year with the I, I've only been around for one of the raffles, but the lady that won it had such an incredible story. Yes. She had she has a breast cancer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I yep. think I don't remember if she's still dealing yep. with treatments yep. and, and all of that. But she I've never seen anybody so floored and so sweet and so kind to win. Yeah. It was just such a great story. All of them really have been. I, I've been here for all of the giveaways and they, they just are. They're just, you know, just really good people. Newman Scott, you know, from, from the, I think, Virginia Beach area up in, up in Virginia somewhere. Uh, the lady before that, her and her sister, you know, drove here from where she was from and then drove the car back. And it was a convertible oh. and they were so excited. But just, <laughs> you know, they're all just really good down-home people. And I get to call them every year, you know, and yeah. say, oh, hey, you won. So it's just really, really cool. We do our Driven to Give event, which is a dinner and auction. Um, we do that in the fall. And that's always fun. It's a lot of uh, corporate and industry folks that come around. We have invited fans to that um, in the past as well. And that's a fun night where we just raise money, auctioning off different things and, you know, showing people where the money goes and how we use the money and, and raise the money. And we always have either a music artist or a comedian at that mm -hmm. event. So that's pretty cool. We've had Randy Owen and Kelly Pickler and some really cool comedians as well. Jeff Foxworthy came out for us the first year. So, so some really cool stuff there. And the glove giveaway this year. Yep. Has oh, so been talk about big, the glove yeah. giveaway and then also the ride along. So Dale yeah. also, we auction off 10 ride alongs each year where a fan or sometimes our sponsor partners purchase those can, you know, take a ride three laps with Dale around Charlotte. And that's really cool too. I did that um, back in the day with him. And that that's really fun. And then the glove program, yeah, that, so that's new. So last year, a lot of the fans may know that um, when Sherry Pollock was diagnosed mm -hmm. with ovarian cancer, Dale decided to wear teal gloves. And then it kept propelling, you know, into, yeah. into uh, different things. So this year he decided that he wanted to do that every every race. And after talking about it, we narrowed it down to the same pair of gloves all month long for those races for a particular mm -hmm. cause. And then we'll auction that one pair of gloves so that we're auctioning about 10 pairs of gloves a year um, instead of every week. At first, Dale wanted to do every week. And I'm like, you know, putting out <laughs> 40 pairs of gloves doesn't make it that. Saturating the market. Yeah, you're saturating the market. It doesn't make it that special anymore, you know. So, so that's really cool. We've um, some great foundations and, and great organizations that we are able to support through that. And uh, it's fun, you know, seeing the different colors that uh, mm -hmm. he wears and, and how that's all working. So that's been really cool. We also have a, a new raffle and I'm not sure when it's going to debut, but we're doing this in conjunction with Nationwide and mm -hmm. in raising money for the Nationwide Children's Hospital, uh, we're going to be raffling off a fire suit, uh, a race-worn fire suit, gloves, and shoes in a whole package that will be similar to the Corvette raffle where you'll pay, uh, you know, I don't know how much it's going to be, but, you know, five, ten dollars whatever it might be. And a, and a fan will get a chance to win a full ensemble of what Dale would wear on race day. That's awesome. Yeah, Those so that's really cool. are hard to come by. Exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. So, um, you know, this past year we raised uh, a little over $900,000 mm -hmm. in 2014. On track this year with the Corvette raffle selling out so quickly in 2015 to do the same. And with that money, you know, we turn around and we support a lot of different organizations. And we really focus on trying to support as local as we can here in our area and regionally in North Carolina. We figure we're probably about a 70-30 split with 70% of our money, you know, 
staying here in North Carolina. The cool thing, too, is with the Corvette raffle and some different things, the winners of the car and second and third place winners, uh, we also donate in their hometown area. So we've done food banks that. and that kind of thing into their hometown. So that's cool. We pick a, you know, something that either might be special to the folks that won or mm-hmm. something in their area that we're we're focused on. So that's really cool. And in, in North Carolina, there are a lot of organizations that we help. We have a process, obviously, that, you know, you have to submit your request through and different things that come our way and our board looks over it and and make sure that it fits within our mission and you know honestly we'll we'll do anything from a $50 golf hole sponsorship to you know thousands of dollars where we pledge you know we support different organizations at 25 and 50,000 and 75,000 dollar levels so mm-hmm. there's all types the top 3 organizations that we help in and and these are local and national level and I'll talk about that a little bit more are Barium Springs Home for Children which has been in our just in a little town here in Iredell County called Troutman it's now merged with um, another organization and they're called the Children's Hope Alliance but they've been here for over a hundred years and I got a really cool story about Barium Springs because basically it started out as an orphanage and it is now you know a place where kids who are in bad situations and bad family situations can they can come and live on campus at Barham Springs they can uh, come through their system and be put with a foster parent and they get therapy that they may need um, you know schooling housing anything like that and they do that even for they even have a program for when um, you know you age out of foster care at 18 they have a, a live alone program like an extended Ex- care yeah. i guess you yep and and they they have a name for it and i can't think of it right off the my tip of my hand but they can work and either go to college i mean they can live and go to college or work or whatever it may be in their extended living quarters or whatever it is and have their own place and and kind of get their feet wet for kids and um it's really cool because at one of the driven to give events uh we were talking about Barry springs and we had a person sitting in our audience that was an orphan there in the 70s it was so impactful for her and she just came up to me bawling and uh i had known this lady forever she was and in just the never near business and never knew that about her and she came up and she said oh you just had my heart when you talked about barium springs i was an orphan there and you know they don't call it an orphanage today and i, I go to the luncheon the luncheon was just a week ago and uh, you get to hear from some of the kids that that have come through barium springs and you know, have a better life because of it, mm-hmm. that were, they were abused, you know, physically or emotionally or sexually abused or, you know, these stories. And it's just heartbreaking to sit there and listen to. And it's so awesome that there's a place like Children's Hope Alliance to, um, for, for them to come and get To get help. that second and, chance. Like, yeah. And to get yeah. that chance and get that yeah. second chance and, you know, have that opportunity to get two feet on the ground that, you know, their parents or their family for whatever reason isn't able to provide them. So that was really cool. Blessings in a Backpack is another one. And this is one is, this is just an awesome organization. They're a national organization, but we get to help locally right here in our community. And we started this probably about five years ago in Jackson Park in Kannapolis. There is about 70% of the students there our own free lunch program and in turn blessings in a backpack so they get fed at school but the problem is is these kids don't get fed on the weekends at Mm -hmm. home so blessings in a backpack you know provides ready to eat food in a backpack that these children can go home with and feed uh, themselves and a lot of times their siblings and um, yeah yeah, that is um, 
Was that a school that you and Dale attended in the area? It, we or? actually lived. We didn't attend the school, but we lived in the area. Okay. Um, because we had moved to Mooresville by then, but we lived in Kannapolis and went to, well, I went to first, second, and third, but Dale only went to first grade there. But we just wanted to help in our community. And so we asked her, you know, Blessings in a Backpack, obviously, you know, does a lot of due diligence about what schools mm-hmm. are in need. And this was a school in an area that we could help that was local for us. And we also help at Shepherd Elementary, which is right here in our backyard. We passed the school going home for Dell and I yeah. and we they were short um, with their program and we're able to fill out the rest of their program and Dale and Amy and myself and Regan we actually went over and packed backpacks for them and Dale went and talked to the school and uh, they had a little school assembly and, and all <laughs> that kind of stuff so you know that it's just a, a really cool program to um, you know help kids at home that you know they're eating during the week and they're on the free lunch program but they uh, you know don't have any food at home so it's really cool and the other one and this is where my guest is going to come in and and really this organization which is Make-A-Wish kind of catapulted Dale's you know his entourage into his his entrance into charity and this was because of my dad my dad um, always met folks with Make-A-Wish who wanted a wish to be granted and Dale learned from that and would you know be on site a lot of times when my dad was doing that and then started granting wishes himself so I have with me today Lauren Harnett is that right you got it she was Lauren Codwell not not too long ago but Lauren is the corporate relations manager for Make-A-Wish for the Central and Western Carolina chapter and what's really special about Lauren is Lauren was our intern for all of her years of college at Elon So every summer she came here and worked, and uh, gosh, how long has it been since you graduated? Three years? Five years. Five years? Gosh. I grew up at Junior Motorsports. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you really did. So Lauren has been part of the program for a long time. So she interned here, and then uh, because she was so good and she learned so much, she actually was our foundation manager for... Three? Three years. Three years, yeah. Maybe that's where my three years is coming from. So she managed the Dale Jr. Foundation for that long, and because she was so good at that and we interacted with Make-A-Wish so much, they saw how good she was and offered her a position at Make-A-Wish, which we're really proud of. You know, we talk about with Junior Motorsports, we pride ourselves on taking crew crew members and drivers and all that through our program and and lifting them up to that next level and the same thing for employees like Lauren you know works for you too well no I mean it's an incredible (laughs) yeah exactly it's an incredible place to work it's a family around here but I tell people all the time that it was Dale Jr. that made me love Make-A-Wish and he's totally the reason I'm there he's I mean he's genuine about everything that has to do with the foundation but he so clearly loved the wish experience that yep. I couldn't get enough of it yep. because of how much he enjoyed it. So make a wish Dale and you'll be able to uh, talk a lot about this, but Dale is uh, over 200 wishes over 220. He over is, 220. Gosh, I want to say he's number four in the, in the world um, of athletes of, as far as of all the kids that make wishes. And that, that's so cool to Dale because Dale's like, you know, these kids can go to Disney and all these things that they want to do. And they come to the racetrack and meet him. And to meet him. That always <laughs> stuck out to me. He would talk about how humbling yeah. that was. And he would get just as excited about asking these kids questions as they do him. Yeah. I mean, it was hilarious yeah. to watch. So that has to be a big thing in order to get a lot of these kids to the track. And, and how do you guys make that happen? Because I have been, I've actually been at a few of them. I, I recall one at Richmond and the child had, it basically was something that ate his skin. And so he was bandaged and um, pretty much wrapped like a mummy and, and, brought to the track you know that has to be just you know a lot of effort that goes in to getting the kids there and making sure that they're healthy enough and their immune systems are strong enough and all that kind of thing for the different things they're going through to bring them to a track for an experience like that 
It is. There's a there's a lot of behind the scenes. We have like a 12 step process that we go through to find out everything they need. And um, so, how does it start for someone to grant a wish or to, to ask for a wish through Make a Wish? So they're referred to us, and anybody can refer a child to our organization. We talk about we call it wishing it forward. So there's on our website nc.wish.org <laughs> or wish.org, depending on where you live, a kid with a life threatening medical condition between the ages of two and a half and 18 qualifies for a wish. So that's something a lot of people don't know. I think everybody still has the mindset that a wish is for a child with a terminal illness, and that's not the case. Um, about 50% of these kids will go on and, and live a happy, healthy life, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but they're referred to our organization, and then we contact their medical team from there and, and make sure they qualify. And then the fun part happens. We send volunteers called wish granters to their house, and they actually get to find out the child's wish and report it back to us. So you can also apply to be a wish granter if you want to get involved. That's cool. It's so much fun. We all, all the staff do it, do it on the side because it's the best part of it. <laughs> um, but then from there, we go through coordinating their wish. We make sure it's okay with their doctor. Are they okay to travel? What would they need? All of that and cater it to the specific kid, which is fun. I think for me, it's the why behind these wishes yeah. that blows my mind. Yeah. I love it. It's, it goes from funny to serious. I mean, <laughs> a kid will wish to go to the top of the Empire State Building because he wanted to see what King Kong saw. Like, oh, <laughs> excellent wish. Or then, you know, there's the sweet stuff behind a wish. A kid wished for a playhouse and then you come to find out it's because she can't really go out because of their germs and she had brittle bones and so she wanted her friends to want to come to her house. And things like that. The oh, meaning behind the wishes, yeah. I think, is that is That is does sound incredible. really cool. I have read a lot of stories about the, some of the different wishes that have been granted. And you, you're right. You know, sometimes it's like a bedroom remodel. Yeah. You know? And you can't figure out You're why. like, wow, cool. The children that we take for Junior Elves in at Christmas time. So we take kids shopping from a local facility here. And a lot of times, so you think, okay, they've got this money to spend. And you're taking them to Target. And they're going to get video games or a bike and all this kind of stuff and the kids will look at you and go I want to go buy underwear and socks mm -hmm. and you know that same kind of thing behind the wish and what that really means and and you get the really the true meaning of this is impactful to this kid right and we're blessed and used to being able to go into Target and get whatever we want and then this you know this 10 year old looks at you and goes I just want some some new socks I'm and so underwear you know it. and yeah. that's something that is in my kids drawer each and every day you know so there, so that is really cool there's one um we said that and this kid sticks out to me his name was Dave is David um and he wished so the average wish in our area cost six thousand dollars okay um and we grant 260 a year 260 <laughs> wishes a year at six grand a piece at six grand a piece <laughs> um but David wished for an xbox so the average wish is six grand, and this kid just wants an Xbox and a couple boxes of Legos. <laughs> and you're like, come on. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. But, of course, you know, you can blow it out of the water. He got a big screen TV and a gaming chair and a shopping spree. But his was another one where he just wanted people to come over and play with him. But the, the fun part of the story is you have to get into serious detail with these kids about what they're thinking because – they could ask for a playhouse and you don't know it's supposed to have a purple door. Oh, or, yeah. Or, you know, you could just be a pilot and it just means they need the hat. <laughs> You've got to cover it. So I said, all right, you wake up. It's the day of your wish. Walk me through it. What goes on? He got really serious and he goes, okay, I wake up in the morning. I'm in a limo. I'm wearing a hat and sunglasses. I'm covered in Toys R Us bags and we're listening to funky music. <laughs> and you're like, 
That's my All right, too, then I that's think. what I'll that, yeah. I'll make that happen. You know, you're right. I've never thought about that because as adults, you know, we're we're so serious and have so much more experience that we see it in a different manner than the kid does. All they want to be a pilot. We're thinking big jet, get them on there, and he's like, no, I just want to wear the hat and pretend hat. I'm doing this. Yeah, you know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. and, and David, his mom actually called. He's he's not doing well, which is some of the it's the hardest part of this job, but. She ended the conversation by saying that he carries pictures of his wish day in his pocket because he says it's his happiest memory. Aw. So I think that's that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Many of the wish kids have stayed in touch with Dale uh, through the years and even their families sometimes will unfortunately let us know that, you know, they didn't make it. And that is the hard part. That would, that's kind of, I think I would be really good. Like I would want to, in order to help people and like be a nurse and be a doctor, that kind of thing, but I wouldn't be able to deal with that part of it. So that has to be Kleenex incredibly be a, hard. A sponsor of yeah. our office. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's remarkable to, even in the, the heartbreaking cases, the impact that it had on the family and the yeah. memories that they get to hold from that. We had yeah. a, a girl went to New York City Fashion Week um, and she didn't make it. And her dad wrote us this letter. I mean, snail mail wrote us a letter that said, <laughs> Make-A-Wish cured cancer for the week, which I thought was, I mean, yeah. cancer so yeah. around us these days. To yep. think about that. Made they her feel like for a it. week that sh- nothing was going on or wrong with her. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And she was able to get her mind up, which is what you guys say about granting these wishes is you want them to have that opportunity to take their mind off of the illness and, and how it's impacted their family and just go have fun or be whatever right. it is, you know. So that's really cool. Last year at the Driven to Give event, we decided to bring a wish kid up on stage with Dale and he was Canaan, right? Canaan. He was absolutely comical. Um, he was so funny. And so you want to talk about Canaan? Well, he was going to come today, but he's studying for his end of grade test. Like that's important or something. Oh, yes. Canaan <laughs> um, is way cooler than any of us will ever be. He met Dale in 2012. He was my last wish here. Which okay. Was cool. And okay. then one of the first kids I met at Make-A-Wish. But he had heard that Dale might be shy. And it was about the same time that um, that Diet Mountain Dew commercial was on where... The Dale Cobb commercial. Or the, it? It's where no. he traded his oh, yeah. race car. Yep, traded his race car for a Diet for Dew. A diet dew. Yeah. So Kanan shows up with a Diet Dew, hands it to Dale and said, I'll take this whenever you're ready. Or I'll take my car whenever you're ready. <laughs> but he's awesome. Yeah, he was. He had everybody in stitches and, and he had his little script. And he even... I think at one point, like he was reading, he, he like looks away and he's like, laugh. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. this is pause for laughing. <laughs> like he's got it wrote in his script. <laughs> he did, I think he said something too. Like I never got my race car, but I'll take that Wendell Jr.'s ride. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. He was a trip. So that was really cool to um, have somebody, you know, at the event that people could relate to and, and see how a wish has, has helped them in their life and, and their family because his family was there with us too. So that was fun. Well, Dale does an awesome job of making them feel like part of the family. I mean, I think he he stands out among wish grainers on that. He really makes them at ease the second they get there. And, I mean, he met a he met a wish kid this past Saturday and then invited him to come back to FanFest on, <laughs> on Friday. I mean, he just does – he goes above and beyond that's with cool. these kids. Yeah, that's really neat. So usually the wishes take place at the track, and he did one that was at the race shop. And this little boy, he was four years old. And he was a rush wish, which is the hardest kind because it didn't mean he had a lot of time. And he was sprinting around the race shop screaming 88 and Dale Jr. And it was so clear this was the right wish for this kid. <laughs> like this is all he cared about. And we got in the break room. We're waiting for Dale. And he can't stop talking about when he gets here, blah, blah, blah. So Dale walks in and he's in street clothes, obviously, because he was not at the race. And the kid had no idea who he was outside of a fire <laughs> suit. 
<laughs> so he runs up. He's like, hey, I'm Sam. What's your name? Dale said, well, I'm Dale. And the kid just, his <laughs> eyes are popping out of his head about to jump up. It was cute. Oh, that's a good one. I remember when Carson was really little, this is when Dale wasn't really into, you know, my kids because Carson was the first one and she's almost 15 now, <laughs> but she would just watch him on TV and the same thing, like when he would come over, she would, she wouldn't ever put together, you know, that it was him. fire suit Dale and Dale that came over in regular clothes and it took her the longest time to make that connection. <laughs> that was too funny. Talk about the wish for the kid that wanted to be the coach of the Panthers. Panthers. That's pretty funny. We had Jack. Jack was eight years old at the time of his wish, and he wished to be the coach of the Carolina Panthers. So he got to go out there. He signed a one-day contract. It said his compensation package of hot dogs and sodas, however many he wanted for the day. And he wrote a speech to give the team, but he got a little nervous beforehand. So Coach Rivera gave it, and it said stuff like, you know, just because I'm not on the field doesn't mean I'm not watching and I'm looking for interceptions. He (laughs) ran a hard line and, you know, he kept his clipboard on the field and he is checking off things as they happened. And Cam Newton's asking for his autograph. He became, I mean, he gets his own fan mail dressed to coach Jack. Oh gosh. (laughs) That is awesome. He, um, his older sister, Eleanor has the same condition as he does. And she wished after she sees coach Jack's big debut and all this happened, she wished to go on a shopping spree in New York and the two stores she wanted to go to were the M&M store and Tiffany's. <laughs> Did that fit in your $6,000 budget? Yeah. <laughs> Some go above that. Um, when you have, um, when you're working on wishes like that, do you get help from, let's just say, a store like Tiffany's? You know, do you work all that out? And then sometimes the stores say, hey, I want to throw in XYZ. We have, and, we have a lot of awesome partners yeah. like that. And yeah. we're the, we're the Central and Western North Carolina chapter. So I work on partnerships like that locally, but we have a national footprint. So places like Macy's help us across the country mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Um, we had a kid who, who decorated the Macy's windows in New York cause he loves Christmas decorations. So that was his wish. Oh gosh. But we do, we get a lot of corporate help, but that's actually the, the big push our chapter is making right now is so we grant, we'll never turn away a wish. Anybody, any child that qualifies and is eligible that comes to our, our offices, we make it happen. Um, but we just want to make sure we're reaching every child that is eligible. So our big push is the swishing it forward and making sure doctors know it's life life threatening, not necessarily terminal. And that right. People. That is a that's a good thing to bring up because I always thought it was terminal. So that's a chain that I wasn't familiar with. I know our receptionist um, Renee Waltrip, who's been here a really long time. Uh, we've worked together for. I don't even know how many years it is now. It's probably 15 or so, maybe even more than that, because she's been here forever. But her grandson, Connor, who is now three, but was two when he was diagnosed with a brain tumor, Mm -hmm. and he is cancer-free now. But he just recently went on a wish to Disneyland. To Disney World. Yeah, I saw that Disney World. So It'll shock you that Disney is probably our most popular. (laughs) Yeah, right. But you know, he's awesome. Connor's a celebrity in our office. He, he cracks yeah. us up. But I think they had an awesome time. Yeah, he is a hoot. Um, I get to, you know, follow his family on Facebook. And he is just uh, he is just one funny kid. And his faces and all his little videos. And he's right. I mean, he's three. And he's, like, writing his name. Oh, and yeah. Doing all this crazy stuff. Good stuff. So, well, yeah, that was really cool. He, I met him. And um, he had a Dale Jr. dying cast in his hand. And I said, whose car is that? And he said, Mimi's friend. Mimi's friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh, that's funny. I think it's really cool, and you talked about this a little bit, but, you know, when you're able to see, so you were on this side of Make-A-Wish and as the foundation manager for for our foundation, and, you know, you were working with Make-A-Wish, but then really to get on their side and see the impact, um, you get to see it at such a deeper level. It's incredible. I mean, I was always really proud to be associated with what you guys do here. It was 
it's such a genuine mission. And I remember, I remember the Jackson Park Elementary sticks out to me because I think you drove me by where you guys grew up or yeah. we talked about <laughs> it. And I just remember thinking how cool it was that you so genuinely want to give back to where you guys are from. Yeah. And I was always proud to be a part of it. And, and I saw the impact through thank you notes and things like that. But then I get to Make-A-Wish and I realize that these experiences would not be possible without the Dale Jr. Foundation and people like that. That they are, you guys are by far the biggest donor to our chapter, which is remarkable. That's cool. You've given yeah. over $400,000 since 2008, oh, I nice. believe, which awesome. is, I can't do math, but over 60 wishes. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's cool. Which is just incredible. And, and the impact of one wish and then multiplying that by what you've done. Yeah. Is unbelievable. I mean, I cry every day. <laughs> <laughs> For lots of different reasons. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're right. You guys probably did go through a lot of Kleenexes. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, it, that made me think of, so when you were here, I know one aspect of the foundation is that all the different letters that we receive from kids. So we fulfill Flat Stanley projects and, you know, just kids that are writing that, you know, hey, I want to come to dinner with Dale. You know, when can we make this happen type of thing. Boy Scouts. You know, when, oh, yeah. when they're getting their different honors through Boy mm -hmm. Scouts and, and we would always fulfill some of those. Can you think of any, um, you know, funny stories or memories or anything about that? Or, stick out. The yeah. Flat Stanleys were always a blast because the guys in the shop would get really creative about where we could put them. We had a kid write in and said, I knew you were famous because I saw a Lego set of you. <laughs> I remember that letter. But when you would walk around the office with, with one of these letters that had a unique request, people would go above and beyond. You know, we've got to find a dog bowl or yeah, we've got to find. right whatever they need. And we get letters back too about, you know, pictures of where they put the stickers we gave them and all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, we had a child. He wrote in and said he needed information for his school project. He was deciding on a topic. He was between Dale Jr. and Wooly Mammoths and he'd chosen Dale Jr. <laughs> to write about. We can so was you. he asking you to be the tiebreaker between Wooly Mammoth and yeah. Dale Jr.? Like give him some more information to make me? this? Yeah. yeah. What are you going to send me? What's the Wooly Mammoth going to send him? Yeah, right. <laughs> I showed that one to Dale. He loved it. That's awesome. Yeah, just reading the thank you letters and, and just the how the kids' minds work and all that stuff is just so fun to be a part of. We're starting to get really involved in a lot of different organizations in our area, Child's Place and Classroom Central, you know, trying to get um, school supplies for kids that uh, aren't so fortunate to have them and just a lot of different ones that have come our way. And we also are working and we'll continue to support Make-A-Wish like we have it. We're also working on a campaign to bank up some money so that we can, uh, we're trying to put back $125,000 a year so that in three to five years we can have enough money to do something pretty significant in the wow. community. So whether, you know, that's who knows what it could be, but, um, you know, in, in Cleveland, up where Dale and I live, we built a playground or helped build a playground for a school um, that rode in. So something of that magnitude that we can, uh, bigger than a playground, because we, we know we're going to have, we're hopefully going to have somewhere between three and $500,000, but just a, something pretty impactful that we can, you know, leave a mark and, and really make a difference That's for incredible. an organization. So. I remember we started, you started the band program. Yep. At, yep. Um, that was in Raleigh, Durham somewhere. Uh, yes. I can't remember the name of the school, but we did that in conjunction with VH1 when we did the, the car out during the all-star race. And so this VH1 and their Save the Music Foundation uh, goes into different schools and helps them start their music program, a band program, whatever it might be. So they identified a school here in North Carolina that we were able to work with and raise money. And I went up there and we had the new instruments and everything out. And that was really phenomenal for the kids to, it was to so have cool. that. Yeah. And I thought it was a really neat way of taking one of Dale's interests. I remember yep, he found music, it. Yep. 
and and applying it to the foundation. Yeah, that was a um, a neat one there. I like it too when you know Dale can really get behind it and and be passionate about the cause. And of course, you know he couldn't list all. 300 organizations right. that we help but there are a lot that are really key for him and and uh the more and more every year that we do you know the more fun it gets even sure. and you know the more people that we help and the more relationships that we build and the more kids you come in contact with and right and all of that kind of thing so. it's personal for him well, I, I always loved it when we would film the, the videos about what the foundation had done and you yeah. could actually hear and you can go back they'll yeah. talk about it yep. yeah because yep. he would be I mean, he would light up talking revisit. about some of the kids he met. Yeah, which was fun. Revisit that. That's always fun. What's on the horizon for Make-A-Wish? We're plugging along. We Our fiscal year ends in August, so we'll hit our 260 mark by the end of August, which is exciting. Summer is obviously the busy season for kids going on, on trips. So the wishes um, typically fall into four categories. So I wish to go to Disney, to Hawaii, places like that. I wish to have an Xbox, a puppy. Um, I wish to meet Dale Jr. And then I wish to be, so like the coach of the Panthers. Um, so I would say to go is probably the most popular, and that takes off now. You'll hit every now and then we get kids that are I wish to give to. We Aww. had a little girl who had a a blanket with a bunny head on it, and it was comforting to her in treatment. So she wished to give that blanket to um, everybody in the pediatric Aww, part of the hospital. Nice. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's an awesome story. That is so cool. What other people do kids like to meet? Oh, gosh. John Cena is a very popular one. He's done, I'm going to mess up the exact number, but I want to say over 400. Goodness. In there. Yeah. Um, wishes. Well, we know he's in the top three. Yes. Dale's in the he's top four. He's, okay, he's number one. So, um, And he is a WWE <laughs> wrestler. Fighter. He does awesome Wrestler. One. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you would be surprised. They wish to meet all kind of people. We had a kid wish to meet a YouTube Lego sensation who was 16 years old, and he apparently very popular in lego making online and <laughs> that guy he blew it out of the water he did an awesome wish that is really which was cool fun. one made me think of y'all a little girl wished for a teacup pomeranian so oh yeah i thought of Junebug, <laughs> but she said um she needed a small puppy because she lives in an apartment and everyone's always taking care of her so she wanted to take care of something Aww. and her <laughs> parents said yes to that yes <laughs> you gotta check on them uh, yeah gotta run that by the parents we had a kid wish for a, a, a dairy cow. We've had a kid wish to go yeah. to the John Deere plant. I mean, all sorts of stuff. Oh, my gosh. That would be so fun to read that. It is. <laughs> we, we call it, I know this sounds cheesy, but I so wholeheartedly believe it. We call it a part of the prescription. We think a wish is a part of a kid's yeah. treatment plan. And yeah. It's the part that a kid understands. Mm -hmm. So I think about, you know, if it was me in a hospital room and my, my world going down to that and then for an eight-year-old, and they can't really understand why chemotherapy is important or a yeah. kidney, kidney transplant. But they get Disney World mm -hmm. where they understand meeting Dale Jr. And yeah, I've thought about that and just dealing with my own kids. You know, thankful that I have three healthy kids. But, you know, we, we were uh, at the hospital not too long ago with Kennedy getting a knee aspiration. She oh. has the swelling of her knee and we can't figure out what why. And, I'm, I mean, she's screaming, you know, not wanting the needles to go in. And they're having to do this aspiration. They ended up having to put her to sleep. And it, it flashes through my mind if it was something bigger and my child had to lay in a hospital bed 24 hours a day weeks at a time somewhere you know how do you communicate that to them and, and what's that experience like because you know I, I mean Renee and I had this conversation about Connor and and um, you know being two years old and 
I just can't fathom, you know, having to, to deal with that. And, and, and as an adult, like I said, our experiences where it, it probably isn't as frightful for the child as we think it is. I mean, I, I know it's right. frightful and don't get me wrong, but their minds just taking things so differently that we worry a lot more um, for how things are, you know, they just and, do what they've got yeah. to do. And then kids are so resilient that, you know, they deal with it a lot better than adults do at times. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> it's got to be a feeling of your, <sighs> you can't control that situation for your child. So that's probably, yeah. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. And the kid, like I said, is, is they're, they're just so resilient. And, and a lot of times such a bigger person than, than us adults can be about it. So that's, true. that's really cool. We, um, I had to get a, MRI the other day and not t- totally because I'm melodramatic and work at Make-A-Wish and thought something was wrong that wasn't <laughs> but um, I honestly I mean I sat there and thought about some of these kids that got it every day and they yeah. weren't freaking out about it yeah here I was but we did I had a parent tell me that a wish was a really good tool during treatment plan so before the wish itself if they had a, a bad day at the hospital the parent could say you know what's Tinkerbell gonna say when you meet her and it was kind of yeah a, a twist change the change the subject yeah exactly a good good subject changer gosh you got some funny good memories you want to share about working at junior motorsports <laughs> well when i got to make wish the first thing i said was i'm just i'm glad to know we can't afford hidden cameras <laughs> so, my, so you're not on jr360 anymore torturing me <laughs> um <sighs> no i mean you know he loved to torture me you would you have to get nervous when Mike Davis was walking around smiling all week. She didn't know what was coming. But I remember they had put ghost peppers in brownies mm-hmm. in the break room. I remember that. And he walked past all of our offices. Didn't even have to say free brownies. Just knew if we saw a brownie, we'd go running. And then there were horrible spicy peppers in them. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to leave anything in our break room and it to get eating. eaten. So. You got a sprint there. Woo. Yeah. yeah. But it's a fun. That's. I miss it all the time. It was such a, it's a fun group. I mean, it really is a family. Everybody's been here forever. And Well, the good thing is, is we still get to stay in touch with you. And we're just at Martin and Sherry's event last week. And who's tapping on my shoulder? Lauren. She's giving out goodie bags over there. Can't so she's everywhere. Yep. Well, they, Dale did an awesome job in that too. That was cool. Amy. That was a great event. I yeah. love that event. Yeah. They do, do you go to a lot of the other driver events and different ones? <laughs> Try to. I Catwalk is the one that, that stuck out to me. I just think it's so neat. And a yeah. lot of our Wish kids are in it. Yeah, so it's exactly. Fun to see yeah. that way. And such a fun thing for the kids to get to do, to get to be the models and oh, yeah. forget all about it. And this year was so cool with them walking with the drivers. Yeah. You could tell they had a blast. I know. I said to Dale, because he was nervous when they, they walked with their kid, and then afterwards they let the driver walk down, and then the kid walked down separate, which... Dale was like, this isn't about me. You know, I want to walk with my kid. Why am I walking down this aisle by myself? And I'm sure the kid felt the same, you know, like, why am I doing this by myself? Like, it was cool to be walking with him. So um, he's like, if I, if I do that again, I want to walk with my kid the whole time. Um, because they were really the highlight of the show, you know. And some of them, the boy with Elijah, with Dale, boy, he was a rock star at the end of the runway, just throwing up his hands and twirling around and giving all the poses and oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's going to the Bahamas in July. Oh, yeah, too. that's his that's wish. Atlanta. Oh, yeah. cool. No, but he was, It. I mean, it It makes you cry in the best way because they're having so much fun up there. They crack yeah. me up. How long does it take to grant a wish? Obviously, it could be relevant to, to the kid's illness. but So we can turn it around very quickly if it's a rush wish. The average time frame from when they're referred to when they're granted is six to nine months okay. on that. Um, depends on the wish. We've sent a couple of families to meet the Pope, and that takes a little bit longer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. The Pope grants wishes. Oh. So that takes a little bit longer than a Disney we can pull off a little sooner, depending on their availability down there. The Disney wishes, um, Renee might have talked about this. They stay at this place called Give Kids the World. 
And some kids don't even want to leave there to go to the park. It is so <laughs> cool. The characters come tuck you into bed, and they have rides and ice cream all day and all this stuff. Oh, I'm my I'm dying gosh. to go down there. And it's a totally – it's nonprofit. It's just there for wish-granting organizations. Wow. It's really cool. Well, I appreciate you joining me today, Lauren. And, and Thanks for having us me. having the opportunity to share the foundation and, and Make-A-Wish specifically and what you guys do and how we work together. So it's been fun listening to all the stories. And Thank you for having me. If you um, want to help support Make-A-Wish, Lauren can tell you how to do that. So we are the local chapter. We're the mm-hmm. Central and Western North Carolina chapter. Um, Make-A-Wish has a national footprint, but we are um, each our own 501c3 organization. So to find one in your area, you can go to wish.org. And there's a locate your local chapter. But for the North Carolina chapter, we're nc.wish.org. And we'd love to talk to you about how to get involved. And if you know anybody that might qualify for a wish, we do want the community to wish it forward, as I said. So check out our referral page on there as Mm. well. Things are going to light up for you. I'm sure there's people out there that (laughs) these days, you know, illnesses and cancer and life-threatening situations are impacting so many people. So I know there's people out there that could could use a pick-me-up and uh, go on a nice wish if you're between the ages of two and a half and 18. It's true. <laughs> we say we would love for the, I want, we, we've got to fight for a cure for all of this. Um, and in the meantime, we've got to do something for the kids who are sick now. Yep. And so, yep. and so there's a cure for cancer. We're going to grant wishes. It's time now for our tip of the week brought to you by Wella Professionals. I think every girl wants their hair to look like they stepped out of the salon every morning, right? Yes. I just talked about that. I've been, <laughs> I've been, I think this every time I walk out of my salon is how is my hair going to look like this again? So the Wella folks have some simple steps to help you achieve this and they call it dressing your hair in layers. Essentially, you are going to apply hair product in layers to your hair. So when you start and your hair's wet, apply Wella Professional Flowing Foam Smoothing Balm for a sleek finish. Or for volume, you can apply Natural Volume Styling Mousse. Then when the hair is 80 to 90% dry, you add Thermal Image Heat Protection Spray as your heat protector. Proceed with blowing out your hair or diffuse for curls. Once you've done this step, you apply the Mira Polished Shine Serum. This is going to give your uh, hair natural control and tame your frizz. Lastly, applying Wella Professionals Firm Finishing Spray around all the hair. And this is going to keep your hair in place and help with humidity. Sounds easy enough, right? Uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in getting rid of my frizz, honestly. And get you some Shine Serum. <laughs> Mira Polish Shine Serum. All right. Well, well, professional products are available at any of the 782 Ulta stores nationwide. I was just there two weeks ago buying me some new Wella stuff. You can also purchase online at Ulta.com. And now through May 30th, select Wella products are on sale, three for $25. I'm just a couple weeks too late. (laughs) So go take advantage of this great deal, and we'll see you again next week on Fast Lane Family. Fastlane Family has been brought to you by Wella Professional Hair Care, multi-sensorial hair care products that you will see, touch, and sense the difference from your very first wash. Hair care needs from fine to normal to color to coarse, Wella's got you covered. Wella Professional Hair Care products are available at over 780 Ulta stores nationwide. Visit Ulta.com to find the store nearest you. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 